What is up, Janksters? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. And in this edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast, I would like to discuss a Planeswalker that Wizards of the Coast officially released today uh, as of this recording, January 16th, 2023. And that is Nyssa Ascended Animist. Now, I want to look at this card be for a number of reasons. Uh, one, this is a beloved character that has been around MTG for uh, like many, many years, um, and she's gotten captured by the Phyrexians. They took her. They have completed her. And I'm very intrigued by this from the story perspective, as well as kind of what this means for the character, obviously. Um, and I'm also very curious to see how they... I, I have some, some reading to do on the stories myself, which I actually plan on doing as soon as we're done with this recording, but I'm very curious as to what this means. Um, and I, I would love to see how the writers um, handle Chandra's reaction, given their history. In any event, the card itself, Nissa Ascended uh, Animist, is a seven loyalty planeswalker for three green green, Phyrexian green, Phyrexian green with... Completed. So, as a result, this can be a seven drop mono green planeswalker that comes in with seven loyalty. Or it can be a six drop planeswalker, you have to pay two life in that case, that would come into play with five loyalty. Or a five drop walker that would enter the battlefield with three starting loyalty. You'd have to pay four life in that case, but all in all, like, Okay, um, and so Nissa Ascended Animus's abilities, plus one, create an XX green Phyrexian horror creature token where X is Nissa Ascended Animus's loyalty. Negative one, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Negative seven, until end of turn, creatures you control get plus one, plus one for each forest you control and gain trample. So you're putting Blanchwood armor on all your creatures and giving the whole squad trample for that negative seven. That negative seven in a mono green list, if you are successful in having gone wide, is bananas crazy. That is a phenomenal overrun finisher. However, in order to hit that, the turn Nissa drops, you have to pay a full seven mana to get Nissa online. Now, you need to be ramping like crazy in order to get to seven mana before you can drop a Planeswalker. As a result, the standard um, Axiom or the standard uh, kind of general consensus of don't judge a planeswalker by their ultimate definitely applies here even though it is theoretically possible to hit that ultimate the turn she comes down in any event the other two abilities i think are truly fantastic plus one create an xx green phyrexian horror creature token now if you drop nissa for five and four life she comes into play with three starting loyalty as a cost to activate the ability, you add one loyalty counter, taking her up to four. Then you create the Phyrexian Horror Creature token, and it comes out as a four, four. So on turn five, or if you ramp, potentially turn four, um, which, I mean, in older formats, that could be turn three easy, but like in standard, turn four is reasonable. We got some treasure token generators, and we got some stuff. So, you know, you could do that on turn four pretty comfortably. So if you do get it down on turn four, then... All right, cool. You you have a Planeswalker down that is now at four loyalty, and she produces a four-four creature to block, you know, for her and protect her. Sweet. That's actually a pretty solid setup. You know, you could do a lot worse than that. Granted, Invoke Despair is still a thing, but I don't know. Like, you're at least primed to eat it if that comes down. Um, but if it doesn't come down, the turn after that, you can plus one again, and now you still have your four-four potentially. It may have eaten removal or died in combat or whatever. But if you still have it, great. If not, you then. Poop out a 5-5. Five, five. 
turn after that at six six, etc. And all the while you're just upticking towards that negative seven while building out your board. Now that's like super slow and it depends on your opponent not having interaction for your team. Chances of that actually going off that hitch, very, very low. And I know that uh, right now, Standard is incredibly hostile to, uh, well, any permanence, frankly, but especially creatures. Creatures are not allowed to stick. Right now, Shieldred and Rafine are just so strong. And Fable the Mirror Breaker is running around out there. They are just so strong and so ubiquitous. Everybody is running at least like 12 answers to them in their decks. And as a result, these little tokens are not gonna survive very long. And if your opponent has bodies on board, they're gonna attack into Nissa and take her down. So keeping a Planeswalker like this around right now is gonna be very, very tricky. But that plus one, like the, the last time I remember seeing a Planeswalker that had a really solid token generating plus one there have been a lot of token generating planeswalkers but a lot of them recently have been on minuses the last time i remember um, seeing a good plus one was uh vivian out of ikoria the five mana vivian monsters advocate was actually like shockingly strong granted those tokens could get reach which was kind of bonkers being able to block flyers coming in on your planeswalkers was a whole other level this we don't quite get that benefit but the creatures are bigger and they grow as the game goes on also if you're proliferating that can really go nuts with with these phyrexian horrors so that's pretty cool the other mode it's only negative one and you destroy target artifact or enchantment there are a ton of bonkers artifacts and enchantments out there right now that is an effect that we're seeing a ton like you just want that. That's a mode, like, I do a lot of reanimation nonsense with Titan of Industry. I almost always select that mode on Titan of Industry these days. There's just always something to blow up. For the record, I firmly believe more people need to be running Terra Sunder and Disenchant at least in their sideboards. That's a, that's a soapbox situation that I'll get on later, but... There are targets. There are always targets right now. There are always good artifacts and good enchantments. Reflection of Kiki Jiki is absolutely everywhere. We're even seeing like Phyrexian Flesh Gorgers and um, even like even like old classics like Celestis still see like fringe play every now and then. In any event, there's always something you can hit with that. Wedding announcement too. They're just anyway. Having that just in your back pocket is great. So once you, you know, rock your rock out your four four or your well, that's the other thing. If you drop, if you drop her at six, uh, if you drop her at six, her starting loyalty would come in as five. Uptick, you get a six-six. That's no joke. A six-six can tangle with a lot of stuff out there in the field right now. So that's pretty great. If you have an, an extra chump in the mix, it can even take down a Phyrexian Flesh Gorger if you can satisfy the Menace Clause if you're blocking. You know, so like. Sweet, like I, I think I think this card is just genuinely strong. Um, yeah, so you have good removal. You have a token. Uh, you can create a strong token on a plus, and you do have an ultimate that is not far away from when you first hit it. That can straight up end the game. Like honestly, in even like Selesnya go wide decks, if you have a lot of green in the in the deck, you could easily, or even like Naya, you could easily have dual lands that are forests in the mana base to satisfy some of these requirements and then also count towards that negative seven although to be fair even if the negative seven only gives plus two plus two or plus three plus three plus and trample that's probably enough if you've gone wide enough if you're in a rabble rousing kind of situation where you're really going wide just drop this and rock it and you're probably gonna win the game i mean this is that's effectively like that, that's a very crater hoof-esque uh ability so i think in a vacuum, Nissa Ascended Animist is 
excellent. There are plenty of uses in Commander that are going to be absolutely fantastic. Those plus one horrors are going to be just big bodies that people need to deal with. You know, that said, in Commander, people are going to have a lot of removal for Planeswalkers, like targeted removal that can hit any non-land permanent. Very popular in Commander, with good reason, because you got to be flexible, right? Um, but if she can survive for like two turns, you get or even just one extra turn, if you can go one turn around the table and get a second activation on Nyssa, no matter which modes you're picking, you're going to get good value. She's just she's just good. All of these modes are great, in my opinion. Um, in standard, I don't think she's going to see very much play. I'm gonna try to take advantage of her. Uh, and if you wanna see me attempt Nyssa Ascended uh, Animist after Phyrexia All Will Be One Drops, twitch.tv slash hamhocks42, I'm definitely going to be attempting her. Um, but unless green in general gets a massive power boost in Phyrexia all would be one. I don't see, I don't see any green bombs, any of them. Doesn't matter how good they are. Doesn't matter what they are. I do not see them, um, seeing play like right now, the early green interaction and early greed card advantage is lacking dramatically. Trust me, I've been trying to make it work and it just cannot hang with the black base decks right now. It just can't. Like, and it feels the power level is just so different and it's so wide in standard right now. I mean, green, it, it feels like you are choosing to play at a disadvantage when you are playing a primarily green based deck against a primarily black based deck. And primarily black-based decks are kind of the thing right now. Um, there are a couple exceptions to that, for, but for the most part, you know, Shale Dread, mid-range piles, they just eat green alive. And uh, Nissa, I do not see as the answer to that. She doesn't fix that problem, but she provides some really killer value. It can hit the field as early as turn five. So I like the card very much. If there's an angle on green, that can make it competitive moving forward, I would not be surprised if this card is a part of it. And I'm excited to experiment and see what we can find. So thanks so much for checking out this video. If you're watching on the YouTube, if you are listening on the audio in your podcast app of choice, please leave a uh, you know review. I'd appreciate it very, very much. And leave any comments. I do check those. Um, I don't know, I love seeing what people have to say. Also, if there are any cards that you would like me to review, please don't hesitate to drop in, drop those in the comments. Let me know. Um, I love looking at individual cards and overthinking them. It's what I do. So this has been Nissa Ascended Animist. I'm really intrigued by this card. I like it a lot. And thank you for checking out the video and listening to the podcast. I appreciate you. And I'll catch you on the next one.